Welcome to the Class X Podcast, a podcast that looks at independent perspectives in American culture. I'm your host, Shukri. And today, I'm back after a couple weeks. I got sick for a little bit and I was busy with various things. But um, I'm glad to be back with this article from David Brooks, and it's called A Humanist Manifesto. I I enjoyed this article. It's a genre that I like. You could say it's uh, practical philosophy, and it sort of connects history and also values meaningful relationships. So I like that multidisciplinary approach to the social sciences. You know, we, we, we might often read history and philosophy. So sometimes that could be sort of abstract and stale. I, I, I like to share the articles that I find more engaging and more interesting, clearly. But at the same time, you know, what makes something more interesting and engaging? And I think it's when philosophy, let's say, does try to enter the realm, the realm of pragmatism. And that's why, you know, people like to read these articles, I think. Too many times the, the disciplines, the various disciplines in the social sciences and the humanities, they get really fixated on subjects that people just cannot connect with. And that's what I like about this article. It does connect with, with values in a very deep way. And a big idea, a big value in this article is the importance of the individual seeing the individual as sacred in many ways. So you can connect this to the humanities, to historical eras like the Enlightenment, to our rights, you know, our rights to life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness or property. And so, you know, you can connect it to all those things and it all rings true, but we have to be reminded often because we tend to forget. And because of that, you know, we have to sort of tap into articles like this, books, and hopefully, you know, podcasts like this as well. So I'll try to reflect on these concepts and serve as a reminder to those ideas because it's important. It's important to think about, and I I do this every year with my students, many, many times actually throughout the year, when we discuss ideas like the Enlightenment, ideas like the, the Bill of Rights. And, you know, these are essential concepts that really have served as 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 the crux of western civilization and many civilizations honestly not just western but civilizations around the world so thanks for listening to this episode of the classics podcast uh, hope you enjoy this episode hope it gets you thinking and i'll see you after the music Welcome to the Class X Podcast, a podcast that looks at independent perspectives in American culture. I'm your host, Shukri, and today I'm going to examine some ideas from David Brooks' article, A Humanist Manifesto. It's in the Atlantic currently, and when it comes to Brooks, I'm a a bit ambivalent. I, I appreciate his writings, especially the philosophical interest that he has and you know at other times i'm not as interested in his in his views so he is one of those writers where sometimes i i'm enjoying what he's writing especially on philosophy and then at other times i'm just not with him but but that's okay you know he he's one of the conservative voices in the new york times and he was critical of the trump presidency he typically attempts to take what i would call a center right position on most issues and uh, so that's that's sort of unique in, in some ways. You don't see that often. 
but the New York Times does tend to have a few conservative writers that they emphasize. Now, as far as the topic goes, this humanist manifesto, I've always liked the ideas of humanism. It's a passion of mine, actually, and I associate with it in a lot of ways. I like the outlook. It values people, which is going to be a big part of this podcast episode, and it values critical thinking. I also associate with thinkers like, or I associate humanism with thinkers like uh, Benjamin Franklin, Montaigne, uh, Thomas More. And so these are all historical figures who we may associate with the Enlightenment. We may associate with humanistic values. I, I like those people. And when I've, when I've read biographies of them, I would say that the, the, the principles of humanism definitely stands out. So people tend to, tr these people tend to transcend the time that they live in by focusing on universal values and humane concepts. So I think those are kind of similarities there when it comes to humanism, enlightenment, whatever thought or period of time that's emphasizing a certain philosophy, whatever it is, humanism is usually involved in that type of thinking. So this article is really a call to seeing the individual, which, which Brooks would say is a call to following the principles of humanism. And so individualism is a huge focus in this article. If you've studied the humanities in any way, the liberal arts, the social sciences, these words will make perfect sense to you. Brooks is writing against, and, and here's a quote from the article. This is what he's against. He's against tribalism, racism, ideological dogmatism, social media. And that, that's, that's a list from, from the article. And it's funny to see him include social media on that list. Social media can definitely bring us knowledge. There's no doubt about it. If you want to see primary source information, you can get it from social media. But we also do see one side of various debates ending up on social media. So we're constantly seeing, you know, camps being created. And I that that makes me it puts me into agreement with that critique of social media where it sort of enhances and exaggerates tribalism in a lot of ways. And so we can see that with various, various political debates, pretty much every single one that we have. And so I, I, do, I, I, did, I did enjoy that emphasis in the article. Now, the, the opposite of, of tribalism, which is on display in, in many areas of our political discourse, is the individual or an emphasis on the individual. So valuing the importance and sanctity, really, of the, of the individual and their rights. Brooks believes that this occurs or... I should say he thinks it could be cultivated when we become more curious and empathetic towards others. And, and here's another quote which emphasizes that very point of increasing empathy and being curious. He says, the capacity to see others deeply, to understand them, and to make them feel seen, heard, and understood. And that's the quote. He thinks that that's essential. The capacity to see others deeply understand them, make them feel seen and heard. So I mean, I totally agree with that. It's hard to disagree with those those ideas in 2023. But there have been periods of time and places around the world where that's not, you know, totally in agreement. And so I think it is important to emphasize what is being valued. I'm teaching the mid 19th century right now. And so those ideas we may have associated with abolitionism. A lot of 
a lot of the things that you read about the 19th century, it's almost like surprising that the radicals, the quote unquote radicals were the ones emphasizing basic human rights. But sometimes that's how it is, right? Sometimes that's how it is. So there are many voices calling for the opposite, whether that's in history or in today's world. And it's honestly kind of scary and depressing. But there is a reason why, you know, we value historical characters like um, from starting with hot Socrates or, or, or civil rights leaders like Martin Luther King Jr. It's because they had that capacity to see and understand others and to find a path forward, a real path forward, you know, when it comes to issues like civil rights. One of Brooks' solutions in the article or ways of moving forward in a, in a humanistic way is to study the, study the humanities, just plain and simple. And, you know, as a, as a fan of history, he mentions history, so I like that, obviously. And, you know, it made me think of the various biographies I've read. It's, it's one of my, my great interests, and I honestly have never, and I don't think I would have thought of this without reading this article, but I, I have never read a biography that didn't make me feel connected to the values of humanism. You, you tend to, you know, when you read about a person's life, their story, their personal struggles, when you dig deep into everything about them, really, you, you get to understand their motivations and you, you, you naturally start to empathize with them. You know, it's a great way to cultivate the skills that are emphasized in this article. So even some of the, the, the people I, I mentioned early on, Benjamin Franklin, Montaigne, Thomas More, I, I, I've read biographies of them. So it helped me understand them in a, in a deeper, more empathetic way. You kind of see their perspective and what they went through and why they came to the ideas they came to. And so I, I do think uh, biography is a good solution to increasing empathy and understanding others. I also recall reading a dual biography. I may have mentioned this previously on the on the Classics podcast. It's about Abraham Lincoln and Frederick Douglass. It's called Giants. I don't have the, the author's name right now, but if you just look up Giants, you'll find it. And, you know, both men, they're, they're admirable. Lincoln and, and, and Douglas, they're ad, admirable in so many ways, accomplished, great leaders, highly emotionally intelligent. But when I read the biography, you know, and in this biography, each chapter would sort of alternate, alternate the view, alternate the views. I still remember reading it and feeling great empathy for both experiences, which were totally different. But, you know, when I, when I think about that, idea of biography and the humanities. And as I was thinking about it, reading the article that that book just came to mind because it, it did make me focus on understanding the two the two historical characters. So honestly, we often teach, you know, in the abstract, right? When we think about a lot of our subjects, and this is a problem we teach in the abstract, so we don't get that kind of hands on concrete experience. So maybe, you know, trying to study history in a more concrete way when you really, un really understanding the nuances of individual lives, that could kind of bring us to a better humanistic understanding of things. Now, another part that I appreciate from this article is the emphasis on conversation. I've always been fascinated by conversation. And I'm sure you are since you're listening to a podcast, there are 
great podcasts out there with wonderful conversations. But if you think about it, when we talk to one another, when we listen to one another, something significant occurs. And I think listening is the key. That's the core part of the process. I remember years ago reading a book about the art of conversation and it was focused on conversation during the enlightenment because they were really obsessed with the idea uh, the idea of just how to have a good conversation and you know one question really arises when you think about this connection between humanism the individual and and conversation and i think the question that comes to my mind is do we really see it as a value today you know because I, I don't think we do we have Think about our, our media. It's just a bunch of pundits, right? So whether you're watching CNN or Fox or MSNBC, whatever, it's just like experts, pundits who are screaming. And this has been going on for decades, right? This has been going on for decades. And even in the more logical realm of like TED Talks, it's less of a conversation and more someone dictating to you what they, what they you know want you to hear. And so to me... The art of the conversation is totally lacking from our society. And the more we can bring that back, the more we could focus on that in various podcasts, YouTube shows, television shows, whatever, news, news sources of various kinds. I think that will be an assistance, a great assistance to reintroducing the humanities in a major way. You know, it's, it's there, these conversations, but it's not valued. Because we're we were just so focused on expertise, whatever that means, right? Because a lot of times the quote unquote experts are not really experts; they're just paid to you know play one on TV in a sense. So personally and professionally, I think the most valuable things I've learned, like for example from teaching, has been to listen. So I definitely can see that connected to the idea of the conversation. You know, listening to more experienced teachers, listening to students, listening to parents. Now, I don't always agree, but when I look back on the, the main things I've learned, and this is on a, on a professional level, conversations and the thoughts expressed in those conversations do, you know, they have helped me in a, in a, great, in a great way. So I definitely can connect with this idea of if you want to learn humanism, maybe you should be engaging with the art of conversation, which is really rooted in listening, which is something that is just missing from our society in, in so many ways. So this article, as you could probably tell, it got me thinking in, in many ways. You know, it's aspirational, but it's also realistic. And if we value the individual as sacred, I think many issues would just go away or improve in our society, in our world, you know, and humanism offers that as, as a goal. So, you know, whether it's seeing the individual or listening to others or, or pushing yourself to engage more with the humanities, maybe reading a biography or, or something historical or, or, or literature, right? I think all will lead to a, to a better world in general. So thanks for listening to this episode of the Classics Podcast. I've been kind of busy, then I got sick. So I've been out for a few weeks on the podcast, but I have a, a goal of uh, focusing on actually someone who I would classify as one of our modern day humanists, Morgan Spurlock, in one of his shows, I'm going to be talking about 
an episode um, related to utopian thinking and utopian societies. And so that's going to be my focus um, in, in a few days. I'll probably be podcasting in about five or six days on that topic. It's a, it's a fun one. He's kind of an interesting character, Spurlock, because none of my students recognize him. None of them have seen uh, Supersize Me. That's where he became famous. So he's he's sort of like one of those individuals who's just disappeared in our society. But he was very relevant for a while. And I'm going to bring that back in the in the conversation. But uh, yeah, so I think, you know, I wonder what you think about humanism after after listening to this episode. Because it's definitely an important concept, in my opinion, and it goes along with a lot of the founding ideals of the country because the founding fathers were deeply rooted. If They may have been hypocritical, for sure, but they were also deeply rooted in the humanities. So I, I, I do see it as part of our culture in this very real way because we focus on our individual rights. We're a very individualistic society. And, uh, but at the same time, you know, we forget that the individual is valuable. So hopefully um, you enjoyed this episode. I appreciate all the new subscribers through Overcast. Thank you, and I'll see you next week. Mm-hmm.